Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Welcome to the program. I'm Gary Zimak, and I really hope you're going to be able to spend the next 30 minutes with me as we look this week at the Mass readings for the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The message, you are invited to a very special banquet. That is true. You and I, we're invited to a very special banquet. We'll talk more about what that means as we look at these Sunday Mass readings. And again, it is just such a pleasure to be with you here on the program. I was thinking last night, um, you know, on the night before I record these programs, sometimes I, I, I start to plan it out. I look at the readings. I start to ask the Lord, you know, send your spirit, Lord, so I can get this right. So I'm able to deliver the message that you want me to deliver. And as it turns out, last night was no exception. I'm not always feeling it if that makes any sense. Maybe I'm having a bad night. And there were some things, some uncertainty in, in my life last night. Um, some some things that aren't really, uh, they aren't really tied up as nicely as I'd like it. Because I'll tell you, I am a self-admitted control freak. You and I have talked about this before. I like to be in charge. But what the Lord does in his goodness, because he loves me so much, is he frequently, and this is just me, this is the way he works with me, he frequently puts me in this, these situations where I just need to trust him more. And uh, I don't always like that just between me, me, you, and the Lord. I don't always like that. I don't do well with it. But uh, what I've learned is what's best is to just keep talking to him. Keep those lines of communication open. Let him know that you're struggling and ask him to, uh, to give you the grace you need. I believe in frequent reception of Holy Communion. I, I am blessed to be able to go every day unless something comes up and I try to go to confession often as well. I like those channels of grace to be open from from the the Lord through his sacraments. I, I feel that's just so helpful to somebody like me who does struggle with anxiety and with control issues. The, the grace received in the sacraments is just so powerful. But I'm on a long-winded tangent here. The point I wanted to make was I knew that when I sat down at this microphone, as so often happens, even if I was still feeling a little down, this is going to pick me up. It always happens. Just to know, number one, that you're listening, that means a lot. Number two, that the Holy Spirit is working through me, that helps too, because I'm going to ask him in just a couple of minutes to help 
work through me and to give me the words. And number three, to just open myself up. I know I'm doing this for your benefit, but believe me, this is for my benefit too, to open myself up to hearing God's word in sacred scripture. When I do that, when those three things come together and I'm behind this microphone, I almost always feel boosted up. I feel so much more peaceful. And that that's the case now. I started to feel better this morning. But just the fact that I knew I was going to be able to sit at this microphone and chat with you and hear the Word of God and comment on God's Word in Scripture, I knew it was going to make me feel better. And and, and, it, and it does. It does. I'm peaceful today. Still the uncertainty is there. Look, that's going to happen. That's, that's life. Right? It's uncertain for you and me. It's not uncertain for the Lord. He knows what tomorrow holds. The key for us, and, and I didn't plan to talk about this, but sometimes the Spirit just moves me even before I begin to pray on this show. Um, we don't have to know what tomorrow holds. We have to know the one who holds tomorrow. And as long as we do that, as long as we stay with the Lord and hold his hand and let His lead us, and let him lead us, we're going to be fine. So today, as we discuss this special banquet that we're all invited to, Let's just remember that our Heavenly Father is with us. He is present with us. And we're going to turn to Him now in prayer. I'm going to, I'm going to speak to Him. I'm going to ask on behalf of all of us for Him to speak through me, to give us what we need to hear. But what, what I really want to just emphasize, I do this a lot when on this program. I need to do it again now, is I want to emphasize so that we all remember. Look, I'm staring at a computer screen now. I don't know what you're looking at. But I want us all to remember that the Lord is with us. He is with us. He sees us. He hears us. And he is bigger than any problem that you and I can ever face. Let's not forget that. Let's turn to our Father in heaven now who adopted us as his children. It was something he chose to do, not something he was forced to do. He created us and he adopted us. And let's begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you for being present with us today. Father, I don't, I don't see you right now, but that's okay because you're invisible. You're pure spirit. I, I shouldn't expect to see you. I don't see you, but through faith, Father, I know that you are here. I know that you love us. I know that you're bigger than our problems. And Father, I know that you have a message for us today. And as we read the words of sacred scripture, in the readings for the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time, as we read these words inspired by the Holy Spirit, I'm going to pray, Father, that you'll send that same Spirit, your Holy Spirit, to come alive in each one of us so that we can hear your words through sacred Scripture and be inspired and be lifted up and be reminded of your presence with us. Father, I ask you to give me the words today. I don't want to get in your way. I want to deliver your message. I don't want to hijack this show. I want you to be in charge. Please use me, Father, as your instrument. Let me know what I'm supposed to say. Please guide my thoughts and my words as we go through this this program. And Father, thank you, finally. Thank you for the privilege of being able to share your good news through this, this over this microphone, through this radio program this podcast. Thank you, Father. We ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord. 
who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thanks again for praying with me. Thanks for listening to me. My name is Gary Zimak, and it's just such a pleasure to be back on uh, either on the air with you or coming to you through your, your favorite podcast network. Very grateful. I'm very grateful to be able to do this. I wanted to, before we actually start the show, to remind you, I got an inquiry, uh, I guess it was last night, about a Lenten speaking uh, engagement. Believe it or not, now this Lent for 2023, I was booked completely solid. I had to turn engagements away. I did, I think, seven parish missions plus assorted other talks. I have some openings still for Lent of 2024, and I know there's a reason for that. And uh, that reason might be that I'm supposed to come to your parish or maybe to your conference or whatever it is to to give a, a parish mission, a talk, a retreat, whatever. It is not too late to bring Give Up Worry for Lent to your parish for 2024. Now is the time to do it. And again, I've got a couple people actually who, are, who I'm waiting to hear back from. Have a few openings left. That's that, That's all I have. But I would love to come to your parish for Lent of 2024. Now, of course, we could do this any time of the year. But I find that Give Up Worry for Lent is very, very much in demand. I'm getting a lot of most of my requests, actually, for uh, that parish mission or a talk of the, by the same name. If you're interested, please contact me as soon as you can. Followingthetruth.com is my website. You can contact me through the website or... You can email direct me, email me directly at Gary at followingthetruth.com. That's followingthetruth.com to find out how to bring me into your parish or to your conference. And again, I do have openings for Lent of 2024, which is which is unusual. This year was crazy busy. But next year there are some openings there. So we're going to see what happens. I'm going to see where the Lord leads me. Again, I might be open for a reason might be your opportunity to bring me to your parish. Um, anyway, thank you, and let's get on with the program. So we are in the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. We're getting toward the end of the church year. You and I have talked about this in the past. There's 33 Sundays in Ordinary Time, and then there's the 34th Sunday, which is the Solemnity of Christ the King, which is how the um, the church year closes out, the Solemnity of Christ the King, which is November the 26th this year. And then right after that, the following Sunday, we begin Advent. So, yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Believe it or not, we are we are headed toward Advent just a couple of weeks away, and we're going to see the church remind us of certain things. It's going to become increasingly obvious in the weeks to come. The church wants to remind us as, as the the seasons begin to shift, things begin to die off in, in the fall and really in the winter. Um, and then in the spring, they'll come alive again. But this this process of dying, both in the natural world and in the end of the church year, as the church year winds to a close, we're going to be hear, hearing reminders about end times, about the fact that we are all going to die. I mean, this is no secret. I'm not, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. We're all going to die and be judged. And we want to be prepared. We want to be prepared. We don't want to get taken by surprise. We And Jesus told us multiple times, be ready, be ready. I'm coming back, he said. And also, you're going to die. Be ready. Don't mess up. You know, today is 
all we have. We want to make sure we take advantage of the present moment. So you're going to hear more and more of these type readings as we as we close out the church year, but we still have several weeks to go. So for the, the readings of the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time, I find the theme to be you are invited to a special banquet and as we, as we go through all these readings, I'm going to give you my supporting evidence for that theme because they're all tied in together. We will look at the gospel first, as we do each week on this show. We'll let the gospel lead the way for us. And without further ado, as they say, let's get right to it. And let's look at the gospel from the Sunday of the 28th week in Ordinary Time. Begin. It's Matthew chapter 22. Verses 1 through 14, Jesus again in reply spoke to the chief priests and elders of the people in parables, saying, now, remember, he's speaking to the religious leaders. He's speaking to the religious leaders, but really, these words are directed to all of us. He's speaking in parables. He's going to tell a story, and his stories have a point. There is a reason to his story. So let's look at it. Uh, Jesus said this, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched the servants to summon the invited guests to the feasts, but they refused to come. Now, look, you and I might not understand the whole concept of a king. It might not be familiar to us, but we can somewhat get the idea of a wedding feast set up by a king, a father for his son. He invites people. But they refuse to come. The invited guests refuse to come. That's, we're going to talk about exactly what that means. But overall, I mean, we, I think we can understand. We might not be familiar with uh, the concept of a monarchy. Many of us are not. But, but we get the idea. People are being invited. This is, a, this is a special invitation coming from a king to people who don't want to come to the wedding. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet. My calves and fattened cattle are killed. Everything is ready. Come to the feast. So he's giving them another chance. Like, you guys, you don't understand. You're being invited to something special. Everything's ready. Come, come, come. Some ignored the invitation and went away. One to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. So we have people rejecting the invitation from a king to the wedding of his son, the wedding feast. Lots of special food. Everything's good there. One person goes away to his farm. He's busy working on the farm. I don't have time for this wedding. Another person goes to his business. Work is more important than, to me than this special invitation. And the rest of the people in this parable mistreat the servants, the, one who were the ones who are delivering the message that the kingdom, the, 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 the wedding feast of the king's son is taking place. You're invited. They're delivering this message and they get mistreated and killed for delivering the message. Because nobody wants to come to this wedding feast. The king was enraged and he sent his troops, destroyed those murderers and burnt their city. Wow. Then he said to his servants, the feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. 
Go out, therefore, into the main roads, and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets, and they gathered all they found, bad and good alike, and the hall was filled with guests. So in other words, the chosen guests didn't want to come to the wedding. So the king said, the banquet's ready. Servants, go out, invite anybody you find to the wedding. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said to him, my friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. And the king said to his attendants, bind his hands and feet and cast him into the darkness outside where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. Now, I want you to remember something here. This parable, who is this addressed to? The, the Jewish leaders, the religious leaders of the time. And the implication here is, obviously, the chosen people. Jesus came first to his chosen people, and many of them rejected him. And then next, what, he, what did he do? The message, the invitation from the kingdom went out to the Gentiles, the non-Jews. So the original chosen people didn't realize, and this is obviously the point Jesus is getting at, these people didn't realize who was in their midst and the invitation that was being given to them by being invited to enter into God's kingdom by following Jesus. Because remember, some people rejected him. And then the message went out. Now, the one who did the most to proclaim the good news, the invitation to the non-Jews, was St. Paul, often referred to as the apostle to the Gentiles. And many Gentiles came to follow Jesus and accept the invitation to the kingdom of God, which, look, the heavenly banquet doesn't get any better than that. It's the most phenomenal banquet imaginable, and it lasts forever. Total enjoyment, totally perfect and wonderful. That's the invitation that you and I have, because look, we weren't the people who were chosen initially. We weren't most of, we were were not the, the Jews, the chosen people who Jesus first came to. But because of his goodness, the extension, the invitation was extended to us at well, as well. But did you notice that even though the invitation was there, somebody came in unprepared? And that's one of the messages we are going to start to see as this church year comes to a close. Get ready. Don't be unprepared. Yes, you are invited to the banquet, but make sure every day you are ready to be judged. We don't know when it's going to happen. So if we're ready every day, we're going to be ready. And that's the message. Don't be unprepared, the Lord is saying. I'm telling you what you need to do. You need to repent. You need to convert and believe in me and follow me. That's what Jesus is saying. That invitation is there for us. And if we do that, we will be ready for that banquet when it does occur in our lives, whenever that is. Let's look at the first reading. You're going to see the reference uh, that supports this banquet theme. Isaiah chapter 25, verses 6 through 10. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples. And this, this mountain ultimately represents heaven. A feast of rich food and choice wines, juicy, rich food and pure choice wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the veil that veils all peoples. 
the web that is woven over all nations. He will destroy death forever. This is what you and I are invited to. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from every face. The reproach of his people he will remove from the whole earth. For the Lord has spoken. On that day it will be said, Behold our God, to whom we look to save us. This is the Lord for whom we look. Let us rejoice and be glad that he has saved us. For the hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain. That's the banquet. That's the invitation of the kingdom of heaven. Now let's look at the psalm. And again, you'll see the basis for this banquet theme, this heavenly banquet theme beginning to become clearer. Psalm 23, this is a very familiar one. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. That's what heaven is. That's what you and I are able to experience one day if we continue to follow Jesus every day for the rest of our lives. We can't let up. We have to keep doing it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want it. In verdant pastures, he gives me repose. Beside restful waters, he leads me. He refreshes my soul. See, we have to follow Jesus. He's leading us to the heavenly banquet. You spread the table before me. See, there's that banquet theme. In the sight of my foes, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. That's the promise. That's the promise. You and I, we are invited to this banquet, this wedding feast. This wedding feast. We just want to make sure that we're ready. By what? By staying in the state of grace. And if we mess up, and yeah, we mess up. We, it happens all the time. The church offers the sacrament of confession, which enables us to be forgiven for the sins that we have committed. I love the sacrament of confession. So many people are carrying around burdens unnecessarily because the church, through the institution of this sacrament of confession, can pardon us and give us the grace to avoid committing some of these sins in the future. That's the beauty of the sacrament. And when you go to confession... Even though you can't see him, you are encountering Jesus. And, uh, I mean, I can't emphasize that, the importance of that enough. It is such a great sacrament. And as long as you do that, you know, you try your best with the help of God's grace to avoid sin. If you do that, you will get to heaven. It's not this complex formula. We complicate it sometimes. The complexity is we don't always want to do what the church, what Jesus through his church is telling us to do. We don't want to take advantage of this great sacrament of confession. We don't want to take advantage always of being able to receive the Eucharist as frequently as possible. This is where we get the grace that we need to make sure that we're going to be worthy of the invitation to this wedding banquet. It's really simple to understand. It's hard to put into practice. I know that. I know that. But I'm just trying to tell you from experience how important it is to take advantage of the grace provided in the sacraments. Okay, second reading now. And uh, and, and you and I have talked before. Sometimes it's a little more challenging to fit in the second reading 
to the overall theme of the Mass, because the second reading just proceeds sequentially from week to week in ordinary time. Um, But I always believe that the Holy Spirit can make a connection between all of these readings, and and I think I found one today in the second reading, in the first reading, in the Responsorial Psalm, and in the Gospel. uh, St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 4, beginning in verse 12. Brothers and sisters, I know how to live in humble circumstances. I know also how to live with abundance. In every circumstance and in all things, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of living in abundance and of being in need. I can do all things in him who strengthens me. Still, it was kind of you to share in my distress. And what Paul is is saying right here, he's talking about all things. I can do all things in him who strengthens me. The Lord's going to give us the grace to deal with whatever it is that he wants us to deal with. Whatever circumstances we happen to find ourselves in doesn't mean we can do everything. We can do what we're called to do. If we're called to live in poverty, he's going to give us the grace to be able to do it. If we're called to endure sickness, he is going to give us the grace to deal with it. If he um, is going to put maybe some difficult people in our lives, co-workers, maybe, you know, people we know in our church or whatever, uh, even family members, he will give us the grace to endure I can do all things in him who strengthens me. And now Paul ends this this particular passage, this reading, by saying, My God will fully supply whatever you need in accord with his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father, glory forever and ever. Amen. My God will fully supply whatever you need. We talk about this invitation to the banquet. We talk about somebody in the gospel, in the parable, coming into the wedding feast without the proper garment. That's that soul who dies, who isn't in the state of grace, who isn't ready to be judged on that day. If we allow the Lord to do his thing in our lives, if we submit ourselves humbly to him and recognize that we need his help, then he is going to give us the grace to get that wedding garment necessary to make it into heaven. Essentially, what we need to do is take advantage of the sacraments. And that will give us the grace. Now, we still have to cooperate with that grace. It's not magic. It doesn't happen automatically. But it gives us the grace to avoid the things that might jeopardize our making it to that wedding banquet. I depend so much on the sacraments. And, I'm, you know, it's funny. As I get older, my appreciation for the sacraments is even increasing. Because I realize even more the need I have for Jesus Christ in the Eucharist and that sacrament of confession. And look, let's not forget the sacraments we may have received only once. The sacrament of baptism. The sacrament of confirmation. If you're married, the sacrament of matrimony. Even if you only receive these sacraments one time, there's a great, there's an outpouring of grace that comes day by day. But we've got to tap into that grace. And ask the Lord, Lord, help me. You gave me the Holy Spirit when I was first baptized. You strengthened the Holy Spirit in me when I was confirmed. Please pour out your Spirit on me today to deal with today's problems. Give me a new, fresh outpouring of your Spirit for today because I have a whole new set of struggles to deal with. 
So you're tapping into those graces for sacraments that may have only been received once. Sacrament of the sick is the same thing. Um, It can help you to endure suffering through illness, uh, serious illness of any kind. So we're all invited to the banquet. We're welcome. We just got to make sure we cooperate with the grace the Lord gives us, wants to give us, I should say. We're out of time. Can you believe it? It was my pleasure to be with you today on the program. If you have any questions, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. Or you can go directly to my website, followingthetruth.com. Have yourself a fantastic weekend. I'm praying for you. Please pray for me. I look forward to joining you next week on the program. Bye-bye now.